Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Tommy, how are you today? Good, Jim. Uh, I'd be better if we're taking care of business with wins, but I'm alive and waking up, so I'm having a little perspective. I'm doing okay and just uh, looking forward to getting back to work this week and trying to get some improvements made and put our, our best foot forward next Sunday in Carolina. Well, we're only six weeks in, and we're starting to see the frustrations of football. Uh, three and three, obviously not where you wanted to be right now, but you're still in first place. But why are you having so much difficulty coming together this season? Uh, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a, it's a big challenge with different things that come up, and you have to be able to adjust and adapt every single week. We just have not found our rhythm at all on offense. We're not scoring enough points. We're not playing well in the red area. We've been very inconsistent on third down. The game is about points. You know, it's not about yard, time of possession, all those things factor in. But the deciding factor in every game, and this is to point out the complete obvious, is points. Did you score more points than the other team? And in three games we have, another three games we haven't. Even in the three games we won, we haven't played the way we're capable, certainly offensively. So, you know, we've all are kind of licking our wounds, looking at the last six weeks and trying to do a lot better, having more communication about things that we think we need to do moving forward. And it's going to be a big challenge. You know, we have a big challenge ahead of us. They don't, things don't magically just solve themselves. You know, things have to become solved. You have to put the right time and emphasis into the things in order to improve them. And we got a lot of work to do. So a lot of football left to be played, 11 games, but we're certainly nowhere close to where the team that we want to be yet. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hertz, let's go. Well, you just talked a little bit about it, and it, it's been hard for you guys to go and the lack of scoring points. Uh, yeah. And then you fall behind, and you've fallen behind the entire year. Yeah. So it's it doesn't matter what the record is. You've always told us it's hard to win a game in the NFL, and they're paying yeah. the guys on the other side too, so it's not like they're out there playing for free. Um, but it's the penalties, I think, and, and it's the errors and the, and the mental errors that seem to be a bit uncharacteristic. How do you correct those midseason? I think what you see it's, is just a pure, and I, I see this when I'm watching, uh, just a lack of execution. When you watch a let's say a poor football game and like let's use the last two Thursday night games as an example you know there have not been great football games and you go why have they not been great because they look sloppy and they look sloppy well what does that look like it looks like unforced errors things that should be routine plays that aren't being made you know and then you have penalties which is always a frustration then you have let's say you know on offense it would be easy penalties or you know balls that should be completed that aren't completed a lot of punts is sloppy. And I think that's what you're looking at when you watch us play quite a bit lately. Too many punts, too many missed opportunities for points. Two two-point plays now, one against Green Bay, one against Pittsburgh that you know we didn't have the opportunity to complete. We just messed them up. So you know we just have not played the style that, that we've wanted to play. And I think there's a lot of soul searching. We all go in there. We all take, you know, believe me, after every game you sit here and all you do is think about all the things you did wrong. All you do all night is toss and turn and bang on. If I made that play, if I made that play. And that's just what you live with. And unfortunately, you're the man in the arena. you got to step back out there and go do it again. And no one's going to make it any easier the next week. And like, if you want to change from a loss to a win, 
in the next week, you got to make the right improvements, improve the areas that allow you to win, and hopefully learn from the losses. You learn from what we didn't do well last time, and you go and you focus your time and energy and your attention on the things that you haven't done consistently well in order to change the outcome. So does past success lead to future success? You've often said no game that we've played in the past will have any bearing. What happened last year? What happened the year before? That's great for historical reference. Maybe we can learn something from that. But does there have a spillover effect? In other words, does your team just think that they're good enough because you have good players and because you've been successful? That I, maybe practice isn't what it should be or maybe just showing up and the expectation that we have in ourselves will carry over onto the field? Well, I think that that could be something that could you could let creep into your mind. Um, I think a sense of entitlement to that, oh, because we are who we are, they will be, it'll be easier to execute. No, every team makes it very difficult to execute. Every team presents different challenges. So I think that the continuity is really important from the standpoint of maybe, let's say, a left tackle and a left guard play together for a long period of time. They could develop a lot of nonverbal communication that could help with their skill because they're very connected. A quarterback and a receiver that's played together for a long time, let's say, Myself and Wes Welker, myself and Julian Edelman, you know, you could see over time all the nonverbal communication that really gets improved. You know, that takes that takes time. And I think every year is different. Every year you're faced with different people. You know, look at our team this year. Just naturally, we're very different on the offensive line this year. We're very different at the receiver position this year. We're very different at the tight end position this year. So there are a lot of new you know, should we carry over just because we're the Bucks? No, you carry over because of people. You know, people are the ones that are wearing those jerseys. It's not a bunch of robots. So we're not all programmed. We're all humans and we're trying to learn each other. And, you know, you go through training camps and you go through OTAs and you try to make as many improvements as you can over the course of a season too. So there's no time, you know, to feel sorry for ourselves. This is the time to really knuckle down, bear down, and put our best foot forward and to attack it with more urgency than the week before. Because, again, these problems don't solve themselves. What we haven't been good in, like the red air, like third down, like short yardage, you know, our run game needs to be improved. You know, all those things, we've got to go out there and practice with a sense of urgency to make them better. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! Yeah, that was quick. He's all over it. Snake. Quicker than when I was yesterday, Scratchy. Quicker than we were getting in the end zone yesterday, Snake. Good job. Hey, what happened on, on your proficient on this uh, quarterback, Sneak? Um, that's the first time that a sneak hasn't worked in a Buccaneer uniform. Is that right? I didn't know Correct. that. Correct. Correct. Uh, well, I've got to, uh, yeah, it wasn't my best. So I've got to get back to uh, what I'm good at, which is uh, identifying the right play to get into. And that was a failed outcome mentally and physically. Let me say that. Now I see these guys on the Eagles. They're pushing Hurts. And I see these guys with younger quarterbacks, Josh Allen, they're pushing the guy. If you come up and push you from behind some Leonard Fournette, whatever he is, 260, uh, that may not go over so well at this point in your life. So does that change the complexion of that play? 
Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. He's, uh, yeah, I definitely, that was not one. We kind of got stood up and I got stood up and normally I'm pretty low. So it was bad technique. It was bad all the way around. And I've been pretty good at that over a period of time. But uh, yesterday was was not my best. You know, you mentioned something about different team and, and I wanted to pick up on that. We haven't talked about it. You know, there is no Gronk around. How much is he just missed in the locker room, in the huddle, obviously the great plays that this guy uh, was able to make and the chemistry that he brought to the team? Isn't it different than losing some other guy who you may have played with for 15 years just because of his, of his, of his excellence and his personality? Well, I mean, generically speaking, and I think you could use that excuse for a lot of people. You know, if you're using that as an excuse for why you're not performing well, I think you're doing a detriment to the team because we've had a lot of time to plan for this. So, I mean, naturally, when you lose a great player, yeah, and a great personality and a great teammate, that it doesn't help the team. But at the same time, we've had a lot of time to prepare. And I think the guys that have been in there for us have worked really hard. And I think there's a lot of reasons why we haven't played to our level of expectation and we're going to have to turn it around. There's no easy way about this. This is a very hard, challenging football is a very challenging, demanding sport. You know, you've got to be at your best every week and every team is it's a battle and it's a, it's a fight and you got to be ready for the fight every week. And does somebody gravitate toward that position? I mean, there's only one Gronk. There's only one Charles Barkley. There's only one character like that. When yeah. you have that, does somebody ascend to that position or does that just go away and, and that's it? Yeah, naturally a personality like that comes along every so often. And they, you know, I had other guys like that. You know, Matt Light was quite a character at the Patriots. I think Wes was a great character. In terms of their personality and lightning mood, Mike Vrabel always was. Junior Seau was. Rodney Harrison in his own way was. Randy in his own way was. Um, you know, on this team, Mike is a very, you know, unique personality just a great leader and you know Devin White is in his own way Antoine Winfield so you need a you need a great group of guys to to pull things together and look everyone loves it when your team's going great if you're the Eagles right now and you're six and oh man that's a great building to be in you don't think you'll ever lose your confidence is sky high you think we've got got football figured out you know this is it and then you know, when you're in a locker room that's three and three, you're licking your you're licking your wounds, going, "What the fuck? What do we got to do? You know, what do we need? Where do we go? How do we gain confidence here?" And that's just how fragile sports are. Six games into the year, some teams are great right now. Some teams are mediocre. Some teams are below that, and some teams are going to get better from here. Some are going to get worse. You know, the future will tell us all. You know, whether we're putting the work in that we need to do in order to improve the position that we're in. Do you have that formula to get better? I believe we have a lot of smart people. I believe we have a lot of good processes in place to identify the problems we're facing and how we need to improve them. Yes. So now it's up to us to go do it and to have a commitment and a discipline to doing it. And then at that point we can really improve it. We're here on Let's Go. He's Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. Our program is brought to you by American Express. There's something about it. The sound of the buzzer, the blow of the whistle, the coach yelling just loud enough for you to hear them from your seats. Or, like Tom Brady did on your television yesterday, we can hear you. It's thrilling, and you can't wait to do it all again next week. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Well, I'm sure your teammates, Tom, could have lived without uh, that 
verbal shellacking that you gave them, trying to motivate them yesterday? Can you tell us what happened? I don't know if it's motivation, but I do think that it's a bad day when there's more F-bombs than touchdowns. So <laughs> that was not one of my better days. <laughs> but um, F-bombs usually don't, they don't make it, they used to kind of keep you from, you know, showing you in those moments. Uh, but now it's kind of for the world to see. So that's just the way it is. And how do the guys take it when it's happening in that moment? It, it's all good. You know, I think I have a great rapport with all my teammates and they know that the only reason why I'm doing it is to try to motivate them and try to get us to a higher level. It's nothing that I don't say, you know, if I don't feel like we're living up to the expectations and playing up to the expectations that we're capable, then it's, that's my job. You know, I'm a quarterback, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting the right tackle to do it. I'm not expecting the, the running back to do it. I'm not expecting the, you know, the receiver, the receiver to do it. I'm expecting myself to do it. I'm the one out there speaking in the huddle, calling the plays. That's what my job is to try to get us going and to try to rally us. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And sometimes it's some positive encouragement, which you do a lot. Sometimes it's, you know, getting on people and trying to raise the level, the sense of urgency and raising my voice and trying to create a different vibration for the whole offense. And that's ultimately what you're trying to do. And Belichick used to do that with you. How did you take it? And who does that to you now? Will a teammate come up to you and say, hey, shape up, you're not doing this right? And 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 if so, how is it received? Always. I mean, I think I think that's part of being a great teammate you know is is being receptive to what the people you care about think you know if these people have a great deal of respect for you by the way that you show up to work and you're prepared then you have the opportunity to say whatever you want it's our team it's no one owns the team you know and the players don't the coaches don't we're all in it together it's our team and we have the right to voice our opinion to each other when we don't feel like it's going the right way. It's not only the coach's job. It's not only the captain's job. It's not only the veteran's job. It's anybody's job that sees us playing at a less than capable ability to try to spark us into the right situation. That's what we're trying to do. Let's Go is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. You've lost three out of four games. Now you have... Thanks. Well, I didn't have anything to do with it, but now you've got a <laughs> Carolina team. Uh, they're really struggling. They fired the coach. They got beaten badly yesterday by the Rams. Uh, trade Robbie Anderson today. It looks on paper like it's a chance to get well, but we found out the teams that have lost four in a row, like the Steelers, aren't necessarily a place where you can get well. What are you going to do this week with your teammates to get this thing turned around and pointed in the right direction so that you can have a meaningful Thanksgiving because that's when you've told us football starts? I think the, the focus is ourselves where we're at what we individually need to do in order to help us collectively be better so there's a lot of soul searching and that's what happens when you lose football games and when you lose three or four like we've lost three or four there's a lot of things we all need to do better and it's never good to point the finger it's always good to point the finger at yourself and say what do i need to do where it starts with me and if i perform better it's going to give us a better chance to win and maybe that two or three plays a game i need to do better that's going to be the difference. And I know that I'm with a group of teammates who all feel the same way. On our team, you don't have to blame anyone else. Everyone else takes accountability for it. And that's the best part about playing with great teammates, being a part of a great organization, that we're going to figure out a way to get it turned around, to play better football, and to get back 
into winning football, even though we go on the road against always a tough opponent in Carolina. And uh, we're going to have to play our best football of the year to go on the road to beat them. All right, Tom, we got a special guest who's waiting uh, here for us. Kevin Durant, KD's going to join us here when we come back. Stay with us right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey, everyone, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow, a Sirius XM podcast, inviting you to join me three, yes, three times a week for NFL analysis that goes beyond the low-hanging fruit. On Mondays, we react to the biggest stories of the NFL weekend. On Wednesdays, we pick one topic to really dig in on. And on Fridays, I'll give you all the fantasy football advice you need in just 15 minutes. We call it the Fantasy 15. Download new episodes of the NFL Roadshow right now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. We got a very special guest. He's coming on with us, the great Kevin Durant. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. Upgrading your engagement ring is the perfect way to celebrate an anniversary. Trade in your K Diamond engagement ring and get 100% trade in value towards a new diamond piece that is double the trade in value. Exclusions apply. Visit k.com slash trade for details. Sing it, Tom. I'm not singing that right now. <laughs> I've done it enough. Just put it on repeat. Hit the button like those koala bears that have the things. You squeeze it and it goes beep, 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 beep. Just do that. We've got Kevin Durant. And, Kevin, we're having a contest. Who can sing Every Kiss Begins With K better than Tom? So we're going to give away jerseys to probably the entire American public. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's great, it's great to have you on. You don't even know my on. singing voice. <laughs> it's great to have you on, of course. You've won a couple of NBA titles. You're a two-time finals MVP, NBA MVP, 12-time All-Star. And more importantly, you're just a really good guy. So thanks for joining us here on Let's Go. I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, we've been together a long time. I remember when you were a Sonic back in those days, back in that draft. So uh, we yeah. go back quite a, quite, quite a long way. Yeah. And, and now you're embarking, hard to believe, on your 15th season. Tom's in his 23rd. <clears throat> Tom said before we got on the air, it's like a hamster on a treadmill on one of those wheels. Is that what you feel like as you get ready for this long marathon? Yeah, I mean, it's just consistent work every day. You know, season's starting, so this is usually the toughest work um, where we start to form our team a bit. So I'm excited. You know, it's uh, it's, it's fun getting up and working um, in a preseason in the training camp because, you know, the season's right around the corner and, you know, you want to finally get in stride. So I'm looking forward to it. So when, when you're considered the best player in the world, and, and sometimes that alters. Some weeks it's, it's maybe Steph, some weeks it's maybe LeBron, yeah. but, but you have that moniker. And, and Tom deals with that too. Uh, some weeks he's that guy. Maybe it's Mahomes this week, you know, because, yeah. you know, the flavor of the week gets into it. But overall, how do you deal with the expectation level of not only the public, but what you put on yourself with that? I just tend to hold myself to a standard every day. And I know that it's been working for me for this long. Um, I've been successful on every team I've been on because I've had a routine. I just try to stick to that, and that produces results, you know. And so just try to stay locked in with my teammates and stay on the same page with my coaches, but at the same time realize I'm an individual bringing my talent to the group. So I got to be at the top of my game every day. When you're trying to be your best self, and that happens to be the best in the world, how does that hit you? <laughs> I don't look at it that way. Um, 
I feel like I'm mastering my craft. I want to be the best version of myself. Every time I step on a court, I want to be able to do everything on a basketball court. Um, so if that, you know, if the best player in the world comes with that, that's cool. But I'm chasing something totally different every day. I wake up to go to the gym. So it's about perfecting my craft and, and maintaining what I am and also looking for different ways to grow. Are you tortured think, by perfection like Tom? You say perfecting your craft. Do you still think you can improve? Yeah, it's definitely a, a mental uh, battle sometimes because, you know, you've been at this elite level for so long, but, you know, you want to continue to stay. I mean, it's just a little paranoia that's in there. I don't even know how to explain it. I just, I just, I just feel like if I'm not in the gym working on something, then I'm getting worse. So I want to continue to just be around the game, continue to think the game, even when I'm not at the gym. I don't know. I don't know where, where that comes from, but I guess I just I just want to stay on top of what I'm doing. I think that's such a, you know, I think for certain guys and certainly KD, someone that I always look at, you know, in other sports that has the incredible determination and consistency. You know, I think some people can have discipline for short periods of time. I think anyone could have a good year. Anyone could have a good three or four years. You know, mm -hmm. that just means you have some talent and ability. I think when you look at players like him, you know, that, you know, I've been watching for a long time, it's the consistency that really sets him apart. Obviously, the elite performance, but a consistent elite performance is really challenging because there's, there's a lot more that goes into that than just talent. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of talent that'll get you to a certain point. How great you could be year after year and even you know kd thinks about this there's always someone younger and there's always something you know it's like almost you know in music you know it was great to be a great rapper in 2000 but are you still a great rapper in 2020 yeah you know are you still putting out the best album of the year year yeah. in and year out and are you competing for that and i think that's just a different level of sacrifice in terms of commitment off season you know, keeping your body the way it needs to feel. And I think one thing about KD is I always admire him for his ability to focus on the court because nothing gets in the way of what he's trying to accomplish. And everyone knows how competitive he is because it's his personality. That's why everyone wants him on the team because he's always going to elevate the other players. So it's just an amazing trait. See, it gets, and then it gets starting to get tricky, though, as I get older in age, because I'm starting to experience more as a man outside of me being an athlete. So it's like, where's the balance? Like, should I still be this, like, I'm always going to be hungry, but should I still be this, like, every day just immersed in what I'm doing? Or should I just continue to keep growing on that side? So it's just like, I want to keep the balance of, like, work and play. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I'm just so excited to to play the game and, like, to go out there and shoot a shot or, like, work with my teammates. So it's, it's definitely been, you know, a mental obstacle of trying to figure out what's the good balance between the two. Jim, can I say something about that? Because sure. it's a good go point, and, you know, and you feel certainly me being 45 now. It's like, do I, I just think the same way. Do I still – I almost look at, like, a football season like you're going away on deployment yeah. in the military. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, here I go again. And – there's only one way to do it. And I think, Jim, we've talked from time to time just about how do you enjoy the certain moments of it, you know? And the reality is, is you can really only be authentic to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever you may say, oh man, I wanna, you know, make sure I spend a little more time doing this, you know, during the season. Yeah. The reality yeah. is, is when it comes down to it, your competitiveness takes over. And as much as you wanna have this playful balance with the work yeah. balance, yeah. you're gonna end up doing, 
exactly what you've always done, which is why you are who you are. You're going to go, how the f do I get it done? You know, what do I got to do for my teammates to get it done? Is, and, but then I look up and just like, did I miss a lot of time or shit? Like it, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's weird, but I, I mean, I really enjoy, like, like you said, like I call it hibernating. Like I just, I just go into hibernation mode during the season and just cut everything off. And, and then when I come back outside after the season, it's just like, damn, did I, I did I miss some life pass me by? You know what I mean? But I mean, I guess that's a fun battle to go through and that's what we love. That's why we love to do what we do. Absolutely. Tom, you study this quite closely. Um, I'm wondering what you've picked up. You just mentioned the focus that KD has on the court, but when 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 you were studying MJ, and you had that poster on your wall, and you were becoming the athlete that you now have become, uh, and now you study other great athletes like KD and LeBron and so forth in other sports, what is it that you learn particularly from him that that you try and apply or or, or spread to your teammates? I think there's always so much you can learn from everybody there's not one person that i think you can go through and you know when you certainly when i look up to people like that like kd you know what does he do that i find so endearing as a fan and as someone who loves his not just his basketball style but his personality too you know i think he's just so authentic to who he is on and off the court and i feel like he's got um you know with his teammates he holds his teammates to a very high standard you know, and just the day in and day out competitiveness of what he brings to the team. And I think that whenever you're going against a team that he's on, you know, it's there's no there's no night off for him and they're going to have to deal with him every single night. And I think that's a that's that's the best trait that you can have as a competitor. Appreciate that, man. So Glad true, man. Glad you recognize that. I mean, because I, I I want my teammates to recognize me in that way too. You know what I mean? It's like you, I don't want to, you know, I want to be my, I want to be authentic, but I know they're watching. You know, so I, I want to bring it every single rep in the in the drill. I want them to know that no matter what the situation is, a back to back, it's three a.m. and we play the next day. I still want to bring that type of energy. You know what I mean? So I don't never want to, you know. You know, takes you know, take days off, but I also worry about yo. If my team, I wonder if my teammates feel that about me too. You know what I mean? So to see, you know, I, they give me that encouragement as well. But to hear it from other elite athletes, that means a lot. Do you have to step forward uh, in in some instances, Kevin, and 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 let the team know uh, what's going on? Because we saw a verbal exchange yesterday that Tom had uh, with his offensive line. And you talked extensively about the verbal exchange that you had with Draymond back in 2018. Yeah. And and that that's normal. Those things go on. It's abnormal and very rare when a guy punches one of his teammates in the face <laughs> and knocks him out. That's rare. But the verbal exchanges are normal. Yeah, it happens, especially in the heat of the moment. I mean, you want to you want to find a solution fast, and you know sometimes well the best way to do it is to you know handle it in the moment. So if you let it simmer until halftime or to the next time out, then you might be, in our case, down ten, twelve points. You know, so we want to correct something as soon as it happens. You know, so you seen that like you seen that yesterday. You see that all around the NFL. That's why I like when they show so much access to the sidelines because you stop play. Uh, to think about your next play, you know, the whole game. So you always got to be in constant communication. And that's how I feel we got to be on the basketball court, too. So it's pretty cool seeing that. 
Tom, sometimes there's a need. Can you explain what was going on yesterday when, when the public captured something that you probably weren't expecting going to be captured in the, in, in the way that it was uh, and what you were saying? Well, I think that, you know, you're trying to, um, you know, as a quarterback, you know, naturally you're the one that everyone's listening to. And I think that you always have the ability to, you know, have the perspective on kind of where you're at in the moment of the game. And, you know, you're getting a feeling of what needs to be said, you know. And, you know, you come off the field after the first drive. We started the game with a run. We gained a yard. We start, and then we threw the ball on second down. It was incomplete. Or third and nine to start the game on the road. And then, you know, we don't hit a third down pass because it's not really clean. It's not really a clean play. And you come off the field and you go, the first drive of the game, fellas, we're, we're going to go into 70,000 people and shut them up. And we gained one on first down. We don't hit a ball that we should hit on second down. And we got an open player on third down we don't hit. You know, and you just you're as Kevin alluded to, what should I wait four series before I say something? Should I wait five series? Should I get to halftime? Or should I try to, you know, light a fire? And the the point is, man, look, it's not you gotta go. We gotta go. Come on, we gotta go. And sometimes you're trying to get your energy up. Yeah. yeah. You get the receiver's energy up and they feel the heat. And you know, it you know, you're trying to elevate the the energy of the entire group team organization and then you're just trying to do it to get everyone on the same page so you can win you can improve <laughs> the situation where you're at so that's what sports is all about yeah we're on let's go joined by the great kevin durant i'm jim gray along with tom brady whether you're looking for a romantic getaway weekend retreat or just a fun day golden nugget hotel and casino offers the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway enjoy the hottest action and entertainment in the heart of the fremont street experience in las vegas the next time you're in town for a game, visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Uh, Kevin, you've decided to uh, deal with public criticism in an authentic way. You just go right back at them. I remember, you know, back when you were coming up, you know, <coughs> social media wasn't in the place where everybody seemingly has access or you see their comments. Yeah. And, and then you made a decision to, you know what, I'm going to speak for myself. And if that means saying something to somebody i'm gonna say it um what made you decide to do that and and is this something that you enjoy doing or do you just want the record to be corrected i mean yeah i mean it's a little bit of both i mean i always enjoy i always enjoy talking the game of basketball you know and I, I happen to be the topic most of the time but i'm still just passionate when i'm talking about other players when i'm talking about other situations and you know, comparing errors. I'm this passionate about the game. So sometimes when I'm talking about me, I just happen to know the truth, you know. So sometimes it can look like I'm combative, but when I'm when I'm telling the truth. So, you know, it, it may rub some people the wrong way, but at the end of the day it's a it's a conversation about a sport and I don't think it gets personal. Some people may take may may you know, it might get personal to for me again you know, against them, but you know, I don't, I don't push it that way, and it's always about the game, and I don't think it's that serious, to be honest. And Tom, you kind of ignore the the microscope; you just kind of ignore it all. Um, you've gone the other direction. Um, does it not make a difference to you what what's going on on online and and social media? You know, well, I think the point is, is everyone should just be authentic to who they are. You know, some people approach it in different ways, and it just has to work for them. It's part of your personality. So I definitely say things you know, in the moment. And, you know, I, you know, with me, my style is to just ignore as much as possible, you know, and realize that most of the people in the conversation, you know, don't have a full idea of what, uh, 
you know, of what's, what's really going on. Certainly in football, it's a, it's a challenge because, you know, there's so many little nuances and details to yeah. a very uh, intricate sport in terms of strategy and what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, no one really outside of what the group is, is can really help us anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I think basketball has a little different feel than that. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's just up to your different personalities. But listen, I appreciate people that can do what Kevin does and what some other people do is just call just call it out. I have a lot of respect for that. And I'm always like, you go, get a KD, let him have it. You know, because I enjoy that part, too, from because, you know, I like him. So it makes it easy to, you know, agree with his side. So, Kevin, what happens when private becomes public? What happens when that tape gets released and, and, and you see something that's supposed to stay in-house? How do you deal with that? Because everywhere you guys go, somebody's got a camera pointed at you. Somebody's got a device. Somebody's quoting you. Somebody's looking at you. The eyes never leave. How do you handle that when it's supposed to be private and becomes public? I mean, to be honest, I mean, every team I've been on, teammates that I've had, it's like, you know, they good people regardless of where the cameras are, you know. So it's like it's nothing to hide with these people. I mean, we we every team I've been on, we have great dudes who don't need to be sheltered from anything. They could be themselves out in public and and they could be who they are in private. So, you know, and, and pretty much what they want to expose, they expose it. So, I mean, it, it hasn't been a problem for, for me. I mean, we don't have any scandalous things going on behind the scenes, you know. So it's pretty simple living here in the NBA for us and it. My experience has been like that for the last 16 years. Tom, you're under that microscope too. You, we've talked about it before, uh, but it's just it's it's just so refined now and so focused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's eyes on us all times. Millions of bloggers, millions of writers, and opinions flying every second of the day. But at the end of the day, we're still doing what we love to do. I agree. All right, KD. Tommy's going to give us his uh, his top five, his starting five, all NBA. And then <laughs> we're going to ask you uh, who, who's your who's your top quarterback, oh, running back, and that. wide receivers. He could skip a quarterback. I'm going to tell you my quarterback for sure. All right. So I got. I mean, this is an impossible argument at the end of the day, but I think <laughs> you have to put Kareem, MJ, <laughs> LeBron. That's a great start. And then I think you got, obviously, KD. I think you got Shaq. I appreciate that, Shaq, Shaq, I think, could have been the best. You know, and I love Shaq to death. Wilt Chamberlain. Steph, the greatest shooter probably of all time. Definitely. Magic. Larry Bird. Definitely. You got Kobe. It's hard. It's tough. It's it's impossible. But I I think that there's a group. I don't know, man. It's. Those top, uh, yeah. You had a top 10 there. I, I put a top Yeah, 10. that's a top. Can I give you my top five? I'm not going to put it in order. Quarterbacks are all time. Yeah, sure. I won't put it in order, though. I got, of course, Tom is in there. The other 12, Aaron Rodgers is in there. I'm going to go Marino. Oh. Three. My third, Peyton. Three. Is in there. Uh. That's a tough fifth right here. Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm tripping. Joe. Yeah, Joe, yeah. I, I should have said Joe first, but <laughs> Joe's in there. Yeah, that's my top five. That's a pretty good group. That's pretty good. 
I think that's the great good, part hey. about all those too is there's like, do you like steak? Do you like chicken? Do you like fish? What do you like? Do you like taco? What kind of tacos? Yeah, do you like? exactly. It depends what you like. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Kevin, before we let you go, uh, LeBron announced that he, he would like to have the team in Las Vegas. Uh, you came up in Seattle. Uh, team's going to be back in Seattle. Would you like to own the uh, new Sonics version? I would like to, yeah. I would like to own a lot of things, but I got to work on. I got to work on some stuff first before I start going <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> you don't have that five billion in your back pocket? No, not there yet, buddy. Those franchises are expensive. <laughs> yes, sir. Get some partners. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Kevin, we appreciate K your time here on Let's Go. Thanks so much for joining hey, us. I would have say a great this, season. KD's also one of the entrepreneurs that it does some amazing things off the court too so if you look at not only his basketball skill but what his business acumen and choices have been who he's partnered with and the things he's done from investment perspectives is another reason why i think he's an exceptional guy so he might get to that five billion mark i don't know <laughs> but um Thanks, he's definitely north of uh north of his basketball sorry which is pretty amazing too so Best of luck, man. I'm pulling for you every week, and hopefully I come see you at a game this year. Bring my, bring, my, bring my sons. Good luck, brother, going forward, too. I appreciate you guys. Tom, it's pretty interesting to hear Kevin Durant's thoughts. We heard Aaron Judge last week, and 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 now you know Kevin Durant, who's just who's just so great, and he's so fluid and so much fun to watch. It's just uh, um, astonishing that this guy at his size can do everything that he does and, and, and has risen to you know the very, very top. Absolutely. And such a unique skill set that come around, you know, once in a generation where he has the ability to shoot outside the three point line and also dominate inside like you always have how he handles the ball. He's played point guard. Um, he's been one of the all time great players and to watch him play is a treat. And I've gotten to know him a little bit over the years and always enjoyed my time with him. So really excited to have him on with us. Tommy, as always, appreciate your time. Best of luck against Carolina. Uh any weddings on the schedule Friday night? No. <laughs> Nothing scheduled for now. We'll see how the week goes. That's our expert, Tom Brady. And any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go, presented by Hertz. Want to thank our producer, Dave the Snake Hagan. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our sponsors, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, and Hertz. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. I'm Jim Gray for Tom Brady. And Kevin Durant, thanks so much for joining us. And we will talk to you again next week, right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. XM Podcasts.